there. I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Tina Tran. So what was your first job and how did you get it? My first job was in management consulting and it was quite hard. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with any connections. And so I didn't really have internships in college that were very interesting. I basically just worked for money in the summers. And so I wasn't working at like Microsoft or other places as an intern. And when folks looked at my resume, it was quite light. I just had a really good GPA. Not even that good. It was maybe like a 3.5 or 3.6, like past what their bar was to, to get interviewed. And... It's hard because you know people are just looking at your resume. You don't have a chance to get in front of them and make the pitch. So you have to kind of do the work to be able to be in the room, right? So I was lucky I, I did enough of the work to be in the room. But then I went to a career night for management consulting. And I got to learn a little bit more about management consulting. And I thought it was very interesting. And I took the card of a gentleman that was, uh, that was there that everybody really liked. Because he just had a really good view on what consulting was. And so I had my interviews and really wanted to be in New York coming out of LA. Not a lot of people took jobs in New York or were able to get jobs in New York because they had their pick of Ivy League students. And I was cold calling New York offices saying, I'd like to work in New York. What do I need to do? And this kind woman from Cooper's and Librand said, you, know, you need to interview with our LA office first. And if they give you the go ahead, you can come to New York and interview with us. So I showed up to look on the board for you know, people that were slated for interviews and my name wasn't there. So I was really confused. I called her and I said, you know, my name's not on the board. I wonder if there was a mistake. She said, don't worry about it. I'll look into it. We'll get it fixed. So I was able to get my interview. And <laughs> the next day when I showed up, I had the last interview of the day and the gentleman sitting across from me welcomed me by saying, you know, I'm the one that took your resume out of the pile. I'm kind of annoyed that you're sitting in front of me right now. Like, I think he felt that I had circumvented the process somehow. And he said, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I don't like being told who to interview. And I didn't take it personally. I just said, uh, I, uh, sorry, I wanted to interview with the New York office. And I called them. I thought it was a mistake. I didn't realize that my, my resume had been actively taken out of the pile. And he's like, well, you're here. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So we, we talked for an hour. And at the end of our session, he said to me, you know, you're the last person I'm interviewing today. And I think you're the most interesting of everyone I've spoken to. So I'm going to send you on to New York and I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> so I was able to go to New York and close and get an offer and got my dream job in New York. I was the first person I hired west of the Mississippi in that role because they didn't need to in the past or want to. And I became kind of like known as the, you know, the gal from California because there was uh, not a lot of other people in our New York office that had that signature to their name. But you know, there was a lot of work heading up to that. My resume was a mess because I, I didn't know how to pitch to a consulting company. And so the, the gentleman that came and spoke to us at Management Consulting Night, I kept his card and he didn't know me because you know, with hundreds of people there that night that wanted to speak to him. And I interviewed with his firm and his firm didn't give me an offer. Well, they didn't invite me back for a second round. And I, I asked the people I interviewed with, can I get some feedback? So I'd love to 
get a job at some point. And I, I totally know I blew it. So I'm not asking you to give me a second chance. I just want some feedback. And I would really appreciate that. And the people I interviewed with would not return my mails. And so I emailed him and said, Hey, I interviewed with your firm. I interviewed with these two fellas. They won't give me any feedback. Again, I would like a job at some point. I would really appreciate their feedback. And he went and talked to them and they were like, I'm not, you know, we're not going to give her feedback. She just wasn't a good fit. We're not interested in talking to her. So he felt pity for me. And he, I think he felt bad because I don't believe that he didn't like how they were behaving. So he said, you know, I'll, I'll come and I'll meet you at school and we'll, let's go to lunch and I'll get to know you and let's tell you more about management consulting. That's what <laughs> so he actually came, you know, management consultants are really busy. He was a manager and he came to campus and we had lunch and he basically mentored me and told me, here's what we're looking for. And he really helped me strengthen my resume, helped me understand the right things to, to really say and understand like what it is that management consultants want in new hires. So it, you know, it wasn't just like cold calling. It's not like one thing that you do. It's a mindset of asking people for help. It's a mindset of being sincere. It's a mindset of not being afraid to ask for help. Cause I know a lot of people, you feel a little shy about asking. If you don't ask, you don't get there's no harm. Because if they say no, you're in the same place. <laughs> you're in the exact same place. But they might just say yes. And I got a couple of yeses I got like three yeses in a row. And had I not tried, had I not showed up, had I not made the extra effort, it would have just been a big no. Had I just gone the normal way, kind of like the, with my cookie story, had I just gone I and like followed the rule, <laughs> then like I, but you have to like think out of the box and believe in yourself and believe that you're worth people's time and your, your dreams are worth, you know, like my dream was to work in New York. So I had that goal. My plan was to wake up and cold call people. I had that plan. And you, know, and you woke up super early. And I woke, I woke up at like, I would wake up super early because I had classes, right? So I had called the East Coast and before my classes. And so actually when you find, when you have goals and you are more, you find yourself more structured when you actually have like a compressed schedule. So it allowed me to, to really be thoughtful about my time and to take, make the most of my time. So I would get up early and I would call and I got super lucky. So but again, the luck didn't fall on my lap. It was a, a, a product of the work and the plan you put together and the confidence you have in yourself to ask. I just got an email. It was one of these. I'm on a listserv mm-hmm. for a meditation teacher. Her name is Emily Fletcher. I actually interviewed her on Time for Coffee and she, she's got an amazing story. But this is how the email today began, Tina. When I was in my 20s, I got into the habit of saying, I'm the luckiest person I know. I'm sure it was mildly annoying to my friends. This was long before I was meditating, manifesting, and studying the Vedas. But you know what happened? I became the luckiest person I knew. So it's, it is about your mindset. It is about making the luck happen because you put yourself out there and work for it. And it's the energy you're putting forth as well, right? Like I had a ton of positive energy. Also, when you're younger, people really want to help you. You know, as you get older, people, I don't really have time for you. You got to figure it out yourself, maybe. But when you're young, people really, and you know, you might not consider yourself young when you're in college, but you're young compared to like a lot of the rest of the world. So it's a time where people actually want to help you and invest in you. And so to, to be hopeful and to have that positive energy and to, to sincerely ask for, you know, somebody's thoughts or advice in an area, you're going to get some pretty good, I think, ROI from, from your courage. A hundred percent, Tina. One of the most common mind-blowing discussions that I have with college students usually revolves around helping them to see that what we majored in 
in college or university aren't the tiny houses that we're going to be forced to live in for the rest of our lives, but rather it's the foundation of a professional skyscraper, one that you see in New York City with each new job and each new career adding a new floor in that skyscraper. And as long as you are following your interests every step of the way or most of the steps of the way, decades later, when you're my age, you're a couple of decades out of school, when you look in the rearview mirror, it almost seems like you planned it all out. When in reality, not virtual reality, but the real reality, it was more fly by the seat of your pants. How would you say that your professional journey lines up? What is the common thread, Tina, that you've been pulling on and may have led you every step of the way? My life, but the things you want in life change over time, right? So in some parts of your, your time, you might want stability. Others, you might want adventure. And not that, you know, you're not going to find one job that necessarily is going to provide you with all of those things. So I'd say the important thing to think about is to pursue what either you're good at or what brings you joy, both. And if you are early in your career and you're doing something that you already know you don't like, imagine being in that doing that same thing for 10, 15, 20 years, that's not going to be fun. So the first thing is to think about what you enjoy doing and are good at doing. And if you can find that, that's, that's really wonderful. And you're being able to have the courage to know that career will last 30 or 40 or maybe even longer years. And you're going to want to probably try to do different things. So keeping an open mind, being able to have the confidence that when you want to do something new, you're not necessarily going to have the experience in it, but you should use the experience you have to then help you get to the next area. So you don't always have to be the perfect person that has already done the thing, but you'll have done something that people will value and you'll want to talk about how that's relevant. So being able to, I think, just have an open mind, having the confidence in pursuing things that you love to do. And of course, it's important to make money and you should think about that as well for you know, financial stability. But if you go into doing something that is just about maybe making money, but you hate what you're doing, that might not be a great recipe for long-term success. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.